Hello, hello, fellow humans. Welcome to the human experience. I am Flick Manning, your host of the podcast, and I'm really excited to introduce the guest that I have on today. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person and also watching her progress as an entrepreneur and leader in the fitness space here in Australia, but she's doing really, really big things. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this particular podcast, regardless of whether you're coming to it for a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of courage, a little bit of bravery, or just because you're interested in what some people are doing out in the big bad world. Welcome to the podcast, Adala Balto. Hi, Flick. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for making the time. I know you're a busy woman. It's always a pleasure. Like I actually been looking forward to this, so I was always going to make the time. Excellent. Now, as a true, you know, boss babe styles, we have had some some dramas in getting this podcast, not only in terms of timing, but also technology. It sort of felt like for a few months now, <laughs> the world has conspired to make it not possible to actually record this. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same. I was thinking we're going to do this today, no matter what. Absolutely. Oh, if I had funny. to get all the way to Sydney to do it, I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now I want to sort of just give you the opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit more in terms of, you know, who you are and explain a little bit about Zadi, what it is that you do. Uh, cool. Well, um, I'm a mother of two, but I've been in the fitness industry for many, many years, about 15 years in total now. And um, I've always been a bit of a problem solver. So I've landed this opportunity of um, being able to work my way through the fitness industry in various roles from being a trainer to a manager and then uh, took the plunge and bought my own uh, gym and ran it as a franchisee. Uh, after that, I was always uh, always, always staying in touch with what's happening out there in the global fitness world, uh, what are the new things that are going on, and could see this massive explosion of boutiques. And I have, you know, I didn't realize the level of creativity that I had or anything like that, but I definitely knew that um, I wanted to be part of it. So very recently, I um, came with, up with the idea about uh, two years ago to create a bespoke female-only uh, studio or, or concept that is for women of today that are not, uh, they don't want to feel like the female only offering some kind of, you know, sub, subclass version of the real deal, mm -hmm. but the best version of um, what females want. And, um, you know, a bit of my personality has filtered through into the brand and into the product. It's a very badass sort of vibe. It's mm -hmm. like, tell it, tell it like it is. And our taglines get shit done. So we've, we've managed to build those amazing two studios and they're pumping here in Sydney. And we've found a lot of like-minded babes that are absolutely loving them. Amazing team. And um, so it's been a big, big road to get there. And now um, uh, I'm actually moving on to franchising uh, Zadi across the country and we're plans, our plans are global. And so, yeah, big plans. But um, that's the best way I guess I could introduce how it's all come about. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, like everybody that's done it, I've had to just learn as I go and none of this was on the cards for me and none of this was ever planned or I uh, wasn't taught by anybody, but you just find out what you need to know next and you just go out and find that, um, you find that person or you find that information and you need to learn and you need to keep growing. Absolutely. And here we are. Amazing. And well done on all of that too, because I mean, to do everything that you've achieved really just in a short two-year period and to get to the point where you're now actually franchising um you know nationally and also looking at your international sort of expansion as well 
that's a huge, that's a lot of steps to take in two years. So you've certainly worked very, very hard. So kudos to you for all of that. Thanks so much. Yeah. I, in, when you're in it, you know, you're working really hard, but um, it's definitely worth it when you stop and look back and think, um, you know, it was so good to cram so much into such a small amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, because it just you come to the realization of making what you want to happen uh, faster and I'm not known for my patience <laughs> so that's just on <laughs> pretty much goes with the with what I always do I just don't like waiting <laughs> no and I love that about you I, I do love that your personality has seeped its way into the brand too it's something I'm always quite curious about when I talk to other entrepreneurs is there are business people who are uh, very separate in some extent to what you do and other people that are kind of quite personally linked um, in that their personality has become a part of the brand. I know that that's the case for me with mine. It certainly is with you as well. What's interesting is that when we sort of set up the podcast and I asked you a few questions and you emailed back some, some answers, I really, really loved something that you wrote and I wanted to kind of um, quote it here is that you have created Zadi to inspire or it's for women who are inspired to do the hard, uncomfortable and bold moves without worrying about political correctness or being liked. And I think that's just such an important statement with everything that's going on in the world today in terms of pushing uh, you know, the feminist movement forward and making sure that women have a real voice, but particularly doing the hard, uncomfortable and bold moves. So, is this really a reflection, not just of a gap in the market, but in experiences that you have had yourself in the fitness industry? Uh, yeah, absolutely. In and out of the fitness industry and just in life in general, um, from the way we've, you know, the way we, you may be raised to the culture you might be a part of, to where you've lived. Um, there's always things that uh, don't make sense and you can just go with it and just follow the expectations of others and then not be happy or you do the big, bold stuff that's really uncomfortable, it can suck and you can come across as a crazy person or the unlike person, um, but you've just got to stay true to that belief why you're doing that and why you're putting yourself through that horrible discomfort because it's not nice. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's not easy, but um, you definitely, once you've done it a couple of times, you learn that it was definitely worth it and it just becomes in your DNA that you just can't just go with something that you don't strongly believe in and, yeah, so in fitness, in the fitness industry, I've had that um, experience where I was challenged a lot on my original idea in a way where um, most people, I think, would just run for the hills. Um, mm -hmm. There were so many people that had their own opinion. But I just stayed true to that. Unless you've done it and you can show me some actual facts and stats and numbers and um, case studies that prove what I'm doing is not going to work, then keep moving. Yeah. And don't take that feedback because it's not coming from experience. It's just opinions. Absolutely. And I think that's a really important point that you've stumbled on there is that whenever you're doing something, whether it's a, you know, a business or a, a purely creative pursuit, people are very comfortable with sharing their opinions, but very rarely do those people actually have the experience to back those opinions up and people are very easily swayed, unfortunately, by other people's opinions. Yeah. Seems like that yeah, you just have to analyze. You just got to, yeah, and I've learned, I mean, I used to really be swayed by it, so I can't say I haven't been guilty of it. Mm -hmm. but um, it's never served me well. It's always left me with regrets mm -hmm. and um, a little bit of, and, you know, I was annoyed at myself for actually listening because they're off on their own journey and doing their thing and I've taken their feedback and changed my life path 
based on just someone's opinion. It's ridiculous. It's, it just makes no sense. So yeah. now I'm very, very in tune with that and very aware of it. And when someone opens their mouth to give me their opinion, um, I like to listen. And it's interesting how they see the world. Mm-hmm. But I, I just analyze it and think what part of that is actually um, worthwhile? What credibility does that person have in that area where mm-hmm. I can actually take from that? And I ask them further questions. It's like, why do you think that? You know, why, why, why are you so strongly saying that to me? From what experience or things have you seen? Have you come to that conclusion? And usually they stand there with their mouth open. They don't know what they're talking about. So then I move on and realize that that's not feedback that I'm going to take. (laughs) Yeah, and that's brilliant. And it's great that you actually question it too in the moment. I think uh, one of the common things I hear from a lot of female uh, entrepreneurs, and I think this is just partially a cultural thing, that we've largely been raised to be very polite. And so we tend to kind of listen to people's opinions and feedback and take it to heart and maybe use it more than we actually should. Um, So the fact that you actually are at the point as an entrepreneur that you actually question somebody's opinions um, and you do it to their face is actually a really, really big step. And I would like to encourage anyone that's listening to get to the point where you feel comfortable doing that. It's a very important part of entrepreneurship to question everything. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it's uncomfortable in the moment, but it just saves you so much time. And I used to get a little bit, not starstruck, but or intimidated. But when I know somebody's in a position that is possibly, you know, is perceived as higher position mm-hmm. or they've got more experience than myself. It's very easy to think they know everything. But what I've learned now is the people in our industry that I've met over the last couple of years, and most of them are absolutely amazing. It's only my own perception that was thinking that when they meet, they're just as excited to meet me as I am to meet them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm chatting, they'll take little notes and I'm like, oh, wow because they don't know everything. Things are always changing. Things are always moving. And now I think, okay, well, I actually seen it, sort of seen it as, a, as a, a weakness. It's actually strength because they've been doing things the same old way for very long. And mm-hmm. I have this opportunity to think things from a fresh perspective, from a new perspective, um, based on new stuff and new possibilities. So I'm actually, I feel like I'm one step ahead because I don't have all this old school baggage. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really, really great point. Absolutely. I mean, as human beings, we get, um, we are routine based. That's how we work the best. And that means we normalize things very, very quickly on purpose as a species. And the, the benefit of that is, of course, you know, there's the whole safety concept. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, being risk averse can actually be a bit of a disaster. So sometimes you've got to be willing to kind of um, shake up your routine, shake up the way that you think and be prepared to question what you have considered maybe for a long time to be the right way to do things and look at them from the beginning again or listen to somebody else's, you know, experience. Yeah, I love how you explained that. I want to, rec- um, oh, oh, we are recording it. How good is that? <laughs> you can listen back. <laughs> I want to record that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have the opportunity to listen to it very shortly. Um, now, on this uncomfortableness thing, I think, so much of entrepreneurship but I think a lot of life as well is ultimately very uncomfortable if you're wanting to actually move forward you know this concept of everything being happy all the time is a bit of a farce and I think life is pretty bittersweet we have to take the good with the bad and part of that when we come through with entrepreneurship in particular is that we sometimes have these obstacles 
Now, they're not always real obstacles. Sometimes they're just our perceived obstacles that we have to actually face in, in our path or our journey. But I'm just wondering, have you come across anything during your journey with Zadi as an entrepreneur where you thought, you know, this is something that's way outside my wheelhouse. This isn't something that I know I have to do. This is part of my job as being a founder or a CEO, but I am so not good at this thing. I don't know how to do it, but I've got to get it done. At that point, is there something that kicks in for you, a particular way that you start to think or an approach that you have that helps you to step up and get into the space of dealing with that really uncomfortable out of your wheelhouse situation? Um, it's developed over the time. I have to say it's evolving and it's getting better. I'm getting better at that. Uh, initially, um, you know, I, when I realized most of so many things were happening so fast, like, you know, creating a concept and then having it launched in nine months is just insane. Yeah. I'm all about the possibilities, but I look back and go, Oh my God, I could have done it in less, you know, in a longer time and just breathe a little bit. But anyway, it got done. Um, I, I, I don't have like a set strategy. I just sort of, uh, because you, you can't always have a strategy that's going to be bulletproof because you don't know how you're going to be feeling on that day and what other things are going on in your life, in your personal life, in your marriage, with your kids. So all those things are also in the background while you're coming through and having these challenges um, present themselves. So the most important thing I've learned is to not react straight away. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, nothing is going to, the world won't end if you don't action everything right away. Yes. Um, when it's something that's very critical and it requires the attention, I've learned to respect how critical that item is. It can't be rushed and I, I can't be rushed mm -hmm. and I, I can't compromise it. So I take myself out of it and away from everybody. Mm -hmm. And I have my panic and I have my panic moment. And sometimes it's a really good fucking panic. Um, <laughs> You know, and then I come back to my senses and I realize, okay, it's not going to fix itself. I need to fix it. What's one thing I can do right now? Who can help? Um, or how can I get the process started? And just, uh, just accepting the fact that it's happening and then trying to problem solve. And that's what, what my job is. And I remind myself that, that this is your job. This is what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. You are the problem solver. Yep. And with all the amazing things that you get to do, um, means, uh, you know, you, on the flip side, you have to solve this problem. So take myself out of it, remind myself of who I am, what's my purpose, why am I doing this, why is it no one else's problem, only my problem, instead of like feeling like, oh, poor me, it's not for me. I put myself out there and I need to uh, step up and get shit done, as I always say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's a great way of actually approaching it too. I love that, that you do kind of in those moments have to take ownership. And I mean, you're still entitled, of course, to your moment of panic and freak out. Like if, you know, if you don't have a human reaction to things, that's probably a bit of a worrying point to be fair. So if you are actually experiencing something that's new and you panic, that's totally okay. But then knowing that your job is to be that problem solver and stepping into that mode and taking ownership that you made the choice to be exactly where you are today yeah and, and i found this has become a repeated behavior on my part mm -hmm. um and i've watched that pattern and i now recognize it and when i'm having the panic i'm not worried because i know this will pass you know like the like the storm it'll mm -hmm. pass and i'll be okay in 20 minutes half an hour it's usually very short to be honest it's very intense mm -hmm. but it's very short yeah. um you know, everything is like, everything's concentrated in my mind, in my life. I realized things that usually take 
hours take minutes things that take minutes take seconds and things that take months take weeks it's ridiculous yeah. but um yes i have my short very intense panic <laughs> yep and then um and i'm back on and if i'm not back on i actually suffer so mm -hmm. i do it for myself as well as for the business because dwelling on it for too long um can sometimes affect my mindset and i try and really look after that so anything that i have that i can fall back on it's my mindset everything else around me can crumble and i realize that the power of that and that's the one thing, if everything's falling apart, I need to look after my, my mindset. Absolutely. That's so, so true. It's the one thing that you actually have control of, of no matter what's going on, really. If you just, you know, allow yourself to take a couple of breaths, take stock of the situation, um, you can come into some semblance of control quite quickly if you've practiced it and clearly you have. Um, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you learn to practice these things then later you realise it's actually a proper um you know method but hmm. I, I just you learn sometimes you got to trust yourself and learn how to listen to your body i guess but then you realize later that this is actually something that people are taught you know to do mm -hmm. um it's quite it's quite amazing yeah what you can do when you just shift your mindset and realize that you don't want to get i always call it the rabbit hole like just don't go down that bloody rabbit hole yeah because then then it's a longer way up you got to get out of it and you've wasted time and you've wasted energy. Yeah, I completely agree with that. That's so, so true. Now, obviously being, you know, a mum of two and, you know, in a, in a partnership and you've also got the business, which is clearly expanding um, and you're working on all the franchising and stuff as well. How has stepping into this role of being an entrepreneur and a founder and doing all of these amazing things kind of affected the woman that you are in other parts of your life? Have there been big fundamental shifts for you? Uh, well, I always treated myself as a mum and uh, just working. I've always treated myself or acted like an entrepreneur, I guess, because I was always doing the same thing. I was solving problems, helping people, putting my hand up, keeping really busy. Uh, when opportunities came up, I would take them, you know, volunteering. If it's school stuff, I volunteered. So I was always that family member that you call when something happens and you need someone to organise something. Mm -hmm. um, no, I just get paid for it now. Please, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Oh, it's James. I just get paid for it now and I get to do it on my turn and I get to create. Like what I've loved is... um. It hasn't shifted my personality. I've just now, it's got a label now. It's got a title now. Mm -hmm. It's official now. And, yeah. um, and I can own it. So I love that because yeah. you don't get much credit when you don't have all that. You don't have a title. Either. You're out there working your ass off. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, it's all paid off. And much of my success has come from my um, superiors and bosses and managers and um, everybody that's worked with me, watching me, I guess, and they notice. People notice what you're doing. Yeah. And um, much of my success is because they've recognised it, and they've when opportunities have come up, they've called me and asked me, or I've come to them, and they've not once questioned that I, my ability. So while you think you're putting your hand up and doing all this free work and all this helping people for nothing, um, nothing's for nothing. It all comes back. Hundred percent agree with that. It always comes back around. Definitely. Um, now, just kind of a, a question here. And again, I always get a variety of different answers to this question. I try and ask it quite often. Um, I'm finding these days that 
it's a very 50-50 answer with this one. Some are yes and some are no. But have you faced in your journey so far with the business any moments where you have genuinely come really close to just throwing in the towel and saying, I give up. This is just getting way too hard for me now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- numerous times. Okay. Um, it was in those moments of panic that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm usually like in my kitchen because I'll try and get myself water and act normal, but then I end up on the floor crying, <laughs> yeah. saying, I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to flick a switch. I want this all to go away. Yep. And I just want to live like normal people because why, why am I doing this? I'm not happy. In that moment, I'm really unhappy. So I start to question why, why, why. Um, and that's a very short period. And then I usually think about all the amazing things that I've created and all the amazing opportunities out there. And then I'm hungry for it so much again. And yeah. I want it so bad. So then I get back up and, um, and I get it done. But I do. I have wanted to throw in the towel many times, but I, would, I, I can tell you very, very confidently that I would not be a happy woman if I did. Yeah. And I would not feel like, like I've, I would feel like I've not reached my full potential. And that's something I couldn't live with. I don't care if I fail. I just don't want to fail without trying everything first. 100%. That's the mark of a true entrepreneur right there, knowing that you wouldn't be happy unless you absolutely gave it everything that you had. I think yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what that would feel like, but just the thought of it makes me feel really uncomfortable to think that I've given up and I'm just sitting somewhere, knowing that, you know, I gave up on something that could have been that that could have been the unknown mm-hmm. would just be devastating to to my mindset. So, you know, it's I call it like it's just a roller coaster. Just I ride it out. I recognize it. I'm having a meltdown. I'm I'm not going to give up for real. I'm just saying that. I'm kind of waiting for someone to say, yeah, give up. Good idea. Um, no, one, no one ever does. Everyone ever says, they start going, you've done this and you've done that. And there's always these beautiful people in your life that yeah. you've inspired that, that remind you yeah. of what you've done. And then you just come back to your senses. And for me, yeah, it's not like a whole week or anything. It's just a couple of hours. that's amazing that you've got that but also that you've obviously got a community of people around you who have been able to see you walk your path and are there to support you in those moments where you do sort of teeter on the edge and think oh this is getting too hard for me I can't do it anymore um yeah because that's building a community is something in itself I'm so glad you mentioned that because to be honest, most of this conversation has been about me, me, me and what I do. But I have to stop and say, uh, every single day I'm doing this with a whole bunch of people cheering me on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, it makes the biggest difference. I had a conversation with one of my staff yesterday, one of my beautiful team members, and I hate the word staff. Um, And um, I'm away at the moment having three days to myself to kind of, have my I haven't had that for three years um just alone time I feel like everything's so noisy and I can't really think as clearly and we've got such big milestones this year so I needed that little time away um and when I phoned in she was just so excited and giving me all the great news on what they're doing and I just got really emotional I said I just want to thank you guys you know everything you guys are doing is blah 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 just just a really heartfelt I don't want to say it because I'll probably cry while I'm saying it but I said something to her to the make sure it's known that I really appreciate them and that 
Zadi wouldn't be what it is without them. And her reply was, we're all doing this and we all do this and we all like this because of you. Oh, that's beautiful. And it was, yeah, it was the most beautiful thing anyone could say. And then she went to like itemize, you know, I was like this and now I'm like that. And she was talking about different team members that we have that have changed and evolved and grown as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's not, if that doesn't make it worth it, what does? Oh, I completely agree with you. And that's how I feel about my, my amazing, amazing team as well. When they, I mean, no matter what happens, no matter any, any public step that anyone sees that I take is a direct result of them just being in the corner, cheering me on, giving me ideas, doing the grunt work, you know, that it's just incredible when you find the right team of people to continue to lift you up. And it's such a beautiful give and take. You give to them and they give back to you and it's just wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've always been a part of these kind of communities, um, but it's a very different feeling to be the one leading it. And it seems like the impossible at the start, but um, you know, I left a big company that I worked for for 13 years. Um, and it's like leaving home. It's like moving out of home and just doing, I'm going to move now and I'm going to do this, you know, run my life on my own and start my own company. It's the loneliest place mm-hmm. in the world because it's just you yourself and your thoughts. And um, now I look back two years later, there's a massive, you know, good big team behind us, all these beautiful members. And um, yeah, it's weird. Not, it, it's just weird. I can't put any word to it. But mm-hmm. it felt like it was going to be impossible. But now I have this, my own community of amazing people. And um, it was a short period of loneliness. But again, you know, that short-term pain, long-term gain, it's yep. definitely worth it. Absolutely. I think that that's probably uh, the biggest message that I would say I take away from, from even the things that you shared today over and over again, that I see this pattern with you where you really know that it is short-term pain for long-term gain, that you're willing to be uncomfortable for a little while in order to continue to push forward. And that really that comes from serving a true reflection of your personality as well. You are not hiding or trying to really change who you are, but you're funneling it through successfully into your business as part of the strategic way that you have your mindset and the way that you you know, conduct yourself in business. So I just wanna congratulate you personally from me to you on that because that in itself being that authentic and having that through your business is rare and it's part of why you're being so successful so well done huge huge thank you so much so it's it's, um you know i i can't sort of um i don't see these things that people see so sometimes hearing something like this is actually quite you don't know if what you're doing is right i just know i'm doing what i need to do in in my own way sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm I, i do look at people that are a lot more structured and a lot more you know, taught to do things a certain way because they've been told to do things. And sometimes I think maybe I need that. But I think um, when, you know, don't fix what's not broken and if it's working so far, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a big part of it is it's it's easy to kind of compare and look around and think, well, mate, they're doing it that way. Maybe I should be doing it that way too. But I see over and over again with entrepreneurs in all different industries that the more they are true to who they are and the way that instinctually works for them, the better off their businesses end up being because they're not spending their energy trying to be someone else. So, yeah, yeah. And you don't. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been 
honestly such a thrill to to finally get to record this with you i'm so glad it actually happened you allowed it to happen today which is amazing um i'm sure that everyone's going to get so much out of what you've shared today it's such a um look i'm so inspired by what you do i watch at a distance here in melbourne at what you're doing in sydney and i look forward to seeing you just take over the whole of australia so keep kicking ass in 2020 and thank you for taking the time to speak to to myself and to everyone on the human experience podcast today Thank you so much for having me. It's been beautiful. It's the best way to end my three days away. Um, and yeah, it was always lovely to talk to you. And, and likewise, like um, I look at what you've done and I'm so inspired. Like I said, I'm always starstruck meeting people and um, I'm always looking at everything they're doing. I'm never really looking at what I'm doing. I don't even think it's that big a deal, to be honest. Um, so, but I really appreciate it. And I hope people do get something out of it. To me, it's just um, the day to day. Well, you're, you're kicking ass and I appreciate everything that you said. So now that you've had your three days of uh, recoup and recharge, uh, 2020 is going to be big for you. I just know it. So Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's both go out and kick some ass, shall we? <laughs> definitely, definitely. And when you're in Sydney, come visit. You know I will. And everyone that's listening, make sure that if you are in Sydney or even around Australia, because she's expanding, make sure that you head to Zadi and train with them. It's going to be something, an experience that you definitely won't forget. You'll enjoy it thoroughly. So wrapping up, thank you so much again, Adala, for your time. And to everyone listening at home, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, make sure that you head on, give us a star rating, hopefully five. Hopefully that's not too cheeky to ask for, but a five-star rating would be great. Hit the subscribe button and make sure that you share this with your friends. And remember, we are all in this thing together, no matter what background we come from. We are all humans. So let's just get out there and be the best humans we can be. Thank you.